Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled EPS 1.7 underscore WH1TER0SE.M4V. You know, you guys are lucky I love this show so much and that it's the greatest show ever made. Because if it wasn't, I'd be rage quitting these season. I'd be rage quitting this season and moving on over these awful titles that are almost impossible to read aloud. They're a pain in the ass, and I don't like them. They, they, they suck. <laughs> they just suck. For all my intents and purposes, they suck. Anyway, speaking of me loving this show, and it being the greatest show ever made, holy crap, this episode. This goddamn episode. What the hell? Um. Um. Good God. This is where, in many ways, the shit hits the fan. Like, this is the big explosion, plot-wise episode. Like, this is the huge, oh my God, they just did that episode. In fact, this is such an integral episode and such a massive turning point in the show's history, I would argue that Mr. Robot was not truly Mr. Robot until this episode. This is the episode that kind of defined Mr. Robot storytelling-wise for its entire run. In fact, I remember when I was first watching this show, when I was first watching season one way back in 2015, and I was just like, Oh, this is really good. 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 This is what the shit? What? They just... What the actual... They did that. That's a thing that happened. Ah. Ah. 
Like, this is the moment that Mr. Robot just swept me away. And now it's just like, yep, whatever you do, I'm, I'm just in. Whatever you do for the next however many years, I'm just in forever because holy crap, this episode. It's so good. It's so good. So, we have this White Rose meeting. Sort of interspliced with the all-safe hack. The all-safe thing... That finally... Reaches its apex. That finally... That finally comes to fruition. Ollie and Angela's little... All-safe CD adventure... Finally... Comes up in a big way. Comes back to bite them in the ass... And all centered around this White Rose meeting. They, uh... Oh, God, I got a cough. Hold on. (coughs) Ugh. Why does my throat want to (laughs) die? Is this the second episode in a row? I've, uh... Death coughed during? It might be. I can't remember. Anyway. So we have this all-safe hack going on. Around the White Rose meeting. Sort of as a backdrop to get Elliot there. And to sort of, as White Rose herself reveals, cross-check. Like, just make sure that everything's on the up and up. Just to examine, let's make sure all safe's not suspicious of F society. More on that later. But all safe is sort of going into, like, end times. Like, they are getting... Brutally, 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 brutally hacked. Whatever was on that CD has spread like wildfire. And now everyone's just working to the bone to try and halt this hack. To try and stop the bleeding, essentially. Gideon, in particular, is just like... Unraveling in front of our eyes. And then Elliot shows up. Ready to work. Ready to work on this all safe half. All safe half? What? All safe hack? And then Ollie comes up to Elliot. And says, hey, could you, uh... Take these disk drives to this place at 2 o'clock and do it now. This is not up for debate. You have to do it. And you can't be late. You can't be late. Go now to this ultra-secret ultra-important meeting to clean these disk drives. He might as well just had a neon sign on his forehead that said, This is the Dark Army meet. This is the Dark Army meet. Go, 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 go. Which, because Elliot just, like, immediately figures out, like, they got to Ollie somehow, and this is the White Rose meet. This is what it is. 
And by the way, this is what Cisco wanted when he approached Dolly in the last episode. It's like, I need one more thing from you. Clearly, this was it. Get Elliot to the meeting. And we get this great scene where Elliot finds out what the hell's been happening with with Angela and Ollie. And he goes over to Angela and is just like, what the hell? Why didn't you say anything? And they have this great fight. Uh, Angela's saying, like, we don't talk anymore. Something's going on with you. Uh, something's going nuts. You're more isolated. You won't talk. You're just... You're just in the wind. Like, I can't reach you. And this was happening before Shayla. So it's not that. And Elliot has no explanation for this. He's literally just like, uh, yeah, this is, this is this wall that she can't come over. This wall that she can't, uh, break down or anything. Like, this is, this is a part of me that has to stay hidden. And so this argument sort of reaches this stalemate of like, yeah, our friendship's kind of screwed. And then Elliot goes to get the disk drives fixed. His meet with the Dark Army. He goes in, and we have this excellent, excellent sequence. We are introduced to White Rose, played by the severely underrated B.D. Wong. I love him in this role. And we'll talk about him a lot more over the course of this series. Uh, But White Rose, she comes in, and is like, I manage my time to the second. You have three minutes exactly. That is how long this meeting will last. And there's this great exchange of dialogue. uh, And it's such a brilliantly crafted, very effective, uh, very tense scene. This dialogue is... Utter perfection. It introduces us to White Rose really perfectly. Right now, we know all we need to know about her. And, okay, I'll give you the bullet points of this conversation. So, basically, uh, we found out a while back in this episode, before any of the hacker meeting took place, any of that happened. We found out that Elliot... Uh, has now found a workaround to the fact that there's now a bunch of other Steel Mountain locations with all the E-Corp stuffs, with all the E-Corp physical backups. We found out that that was actually kind of an easy turnaround. Turns out all the climate controls for all the Steel Mountain facilities are on one network. All of which can easily be hacked in a synchronized fashion. So the fact that they're in with that Raspberry Pi on that one Steel Mountain facility means that they are on the climate control systems for every single one. They are back in. Both on the Dark Army end and on the F Society end. So, 
We're to an understanding on that. Totally forgot to mention that that was a thing, but that is a thing. So we sort of found out, okay, we're on the same page as far as the hack goes. But, just so you know, the reason we hacked Allsafe is to make sure they weren't on to you. And they were. Gideon Goddard just turned your infected server into a honeypot. So it's useless until that's deactivated. Another leg of the hack just gone. So basically White Rose is like, fix that. You have 50 hours and 23 minutes... At which point, we will do the hack. 50 hours and 23 minutes, and then we take out China, you take out all of Evil Corp in the US. That's when it happens. That's when shit goes down. And so it's good. All we gotta do... Is deal with the honeypot. So Elliot goes back. uh, And we get this great sequence of hacking Gideon's phone. Amazing, amazing sequence. Elliot goes in. As soon as Gideon leaves his phone on his desk. Darlene uh, hacks the all-safe smart TV. And has them. uh, Has everyone basically watching an F-Society video. That is entirely aimed at them. Elliot runs the hack. He's able to get in. And Gideon, at the tail end of this, is like, Hey! Why weren't you in there watching the single worst moment to ever occur at this company? This, this, all, all, our walls are crashing down... And what are you doing? You're here doing what? So whatever suspicion Gideon had is now ballooned out to an insane degree. But Elliot was able to hack Gideon and was able to say, hey, take out the honeypot. And so it's only a matter of time before that's gone. At which point, all three legs of the hack are back. We're ready. We are ready. Nothing could possibly go wrong. There's no possible earth-shattering revelations of our main hero's psyche that could possibly derail us. There's nothing of any sense like that that could possibly take us away. That could possibly distract us from the main goal of hacking Evil Corp and destroying all their shit. Nothing at all. By the way, before we get into exactly that happening... Uh, I should also mention, Tyrell is just going nuts this episode. He is, 
He is just, his sanity's going down the drain, man. He's just gone loco. He goes in the day after murdering the new CTO's wife. And is just freaking out, walking into people, carrying coffee. He's just like... Eyes bugging out of his skull, looking over his shoulder. When the detectives come, he just f's. He just f's right off. He goes to Mister Robot and tries to get in on F Society. Which, first off, how the hell does Tyrell know Mister Robot? Second, what? So he's gone from Evil Corp. Wannabe to F Society wannabe. Huh? Like Tyrell is just, it is such a 180 on Tyrell's part. It, it, by the way, this also puts him on the outs with his wife a bit because. He was supposed to blackmail the CTO. He was supposed to have sex with his wife, take pictures, and blackmail the new CTO with it so that he would step down. And Evil Corp would have no choice but to promote Tyrell instead. Now that's just done. Tyrell comes home from the Mr. Robot meet and it's like, we've been, we've been looking in the wrong place. We've been looking at the wrong players. These F Society people, they are truly the future. Not Evil Corp. They're the ones we should be wanting to get in good with. They're the ones, like, they are godlike. They're the ones with the power. And then the detectives come to Tyrell's house and is like, we need to question you about this murder. His wife uh, goes off to the kitchen and makes it look like she's going into labor. So that the detectives won't question Tyrell. The Wellicks are weird. They're bizarro humans. And then... Oh boy. You know I've been counting down the seconds to talk about this. Then there's Darlene. Now... She starts this episode... In a very strange place. She is... On the balcony of some rich dude's apartment. Breaks into this dude's safe to get a gun. And then goes to a ballet class. With Angela. And those two know each other. Not only do they know each other, they're friendly. Not only are they friendly, they're both talking about Elliot. 
and about how they're both worried about him. What is happening here? How do these two know each other? Why are they talking about Elliot? When did this become a thing? And then Darlene goes to Elliot and it's like, here, here's a gun. Protect yourself. And Elliot's like, no, no, no. What are you doing? I don't I don't know, even know how to use this. Darlene uh, exchanges numbers with Elliot. And it's just like, we need to protect each other. Displaying a, displaying a lot of concern for Elliot. Before hiding a gun in a pile of popcorn. This is weird. This is a bizarre moment of very out of nowhere suddenly caring about Elliot more than anyone else on the planet. And then Darlene and Elliot are on that bench talking about how they're going to hack Evil Corp. All of this is in place. Darlene's saying, you're amazing, you're amazing. I love you so much. Elliot kisses Darlene. And then Darlene's like, dude, what the hell is happening? Oh no. Did you forget again? Did you forget who I am? And then Elliot's like, what? No, of course I know who you are. You're you're Darlene. You're Darlene. And then, before Darlene even says it, something clicks in Elliot. Something, some wires that were previously cut are now connected again uh wires that were tangled are now straightened up and clo- un- unclogged in his brain some light switch goes off and he remembers and darlene starts saying i'm your and elliot finishes the answer sister Darlene is Elliot's sister. And because of his, uh, shall we say craziness, he just completely forgot she existed. And now suddenly, see, this is the beauty of Sam Asmal. He's so good. And his team is so good at setting up twists that in hindsight are so obvious but in the moment you never think of because they're disguised so well. Like, they're disguised well enough so that on your first viewing, you have no idea it's coming, but then are so artfully put into place in every single second that on second viewing, it becomes so obvious, how the hell did I miss this? This is the only explanation for this, 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 and this. Suddenly, all of Darlene's over-familiarity... All of her presumption, 
uh, her random giving a shit, uh, her ballet class meeting with Angela, like, all of this makes sense. Suddenly. So many moments, like, this is why I love Mr. Robot. There's so many moments like this. And this is just the first of many where big mic drops happen. That gets you to see the entire show. Everything that came before in a totally different way. On your first viewing of these first eight episodes, Darlene's just some psycho chick. But on your second, Darlene's a concerned sibling. With her own kind of psychotic tendencies for sure. (laughs) I.e. breaking into Elliot's apartment multiple times. But... Concerned sibling nonetheless. Everything shifts suddenly in this moment. Everything Darlene has done and said takes on an entirely new meaning. It is so, so brilliantly done. And that was the moment. That was the mic drop moment where Mr. Robot truly became Mr. Robot. And I was just like, what the hell? Holy crap. This is the thing that just happened. Jesus Christ. By the way, Sam Esmail. Get him to direct a Star Wars movie. Right now, because clearly he knows exactly what made the original Star Wars trilogy amazing. Clearly he knows exactly what made The Empire Strikes Back specifically one of the greatest films of all time. The main protagonist kissing his sister. Oh, they really did go to the Star Wars school of kissing your sister. (laughs) But then at this moment, Elliot just completely breaks. Completely goes nuts. And he has all these memories flashing so quick of Darlene. Like, this was a thing. This was a thing. This, 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 this. How can I forget her? How can I forget her? How did I forget an entire person? How, how is that a thing? How is that a thing? How, how did this happen? What is going on? And he even turns on us, the viewer, his friend, and says, Did you know about this? Were you in on this? Were you? He literally just loses it at the camera. Oh, this episode. This episode's so good. And then Elliot resolves, like, okay, what else have I forgotten? What else have I forgotten? I need to hack myself. And so you get this hack, 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 hack. There's nothing. I'm a ghost. I'm I'm nothing. There's nothing there. And then he looks in his CD binder. Of all the discs that he burned of his hacking information. And he finds one that's not labeled. And he puts it into his computer. And he sees all, this pic- all these pictures of Mr. Robot. Why does he have all these pictures of Mr. Robot? And why are there pictures of Mr. Robot with Elliot as a kid? 
And then he digs out this old family photo. And there's little Elliot, his mom, little Darlene, and Mr. Robot. Elliot is Mr. Robot's son. Mr. Robot is his dad. See, I made the joke at the Star Wars school of kissing your sister, but this really is the Empire Strikes Back of Mr. Robot. It has the structure of Empire Strikes Back. Like, the this, this big five-minute twist starts with Elliot kissing his sister and finding out this other major character is his father. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is the Empire Strikes Back. And then a knock on the door. Elliot opens. It's Mr. Robot. And Mr. Robot says, We should talk. And then that's it. That's the episode. Oh my god. Holy crap. Holy crap. And that's, that's just the second, or the third, rather, the last episode. That's not even the end. There's still two more episodes of this season left. And that's just the first season. There's still three whole seasons left after that, most of which are longer than this season. So, like, this is just the damn first act of the story. And already... Boom, 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 boom. Our entire world has been shattered. I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to shut up now and let the rest happen. If you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash TomsClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 9. Talk to you then.